Howdy, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to Coffee Break on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined by Carrie in a knitted hat. Hi, Carter. Hey, how yeah, you doing? This is, this is one of the hats that Heather made me. I just have to give her props because I love this hat. It's finally cold enough to wear it again. And every time I wear this hat, people... It's very intricate. It is. It's super intricate. She's very talented. It's all these llamas. And every time I wear this one, people smile in the grocery store. They stop me. They want to ask about the hat. They like it. This guy stopped me in the grocery store two nights ago, and he has a full Santa beard. He's one of those real... (laughs) Yeah, he's one of those real beard Santas, and he was like, I, I love it. Also, I'm a Santa. That's why I like it, too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but people love it. It makes people happy. It makes me happy. So I feel like you're the kind of person, though, that everyone smiles at and talks to in the store. That's probably a normal thing. So I do get a lot of people talking to me, but <laughs> during the mask stuff, some, it depends. Oh, some people don't smile yeah. at me because I don't I usually forgot. wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. You but are I on smile the wrong then. side for that one. I just smile anyway, just in case if I see someone coming towards me, I get the vibe that they're not going to be happy. I'll just smile. And sometimes then I think that helps. I had a um, business partner for like a, a different company that I was involved in come over because he needed me to sign some legal document. <clears throat> and I hadn't seen him in like a year. So I wasn't sure. And we don't talk much because it's like an old business. So I wasn't sure what he was like, what his mask situation oh. was going to be. So I had my mask on just to be polite, and he had his mask. And, like, after about five minutes of talking, we're just both, like, yeah. took the mask off. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But, uh It's yeah. an interesting way to meet people, too. Of course, I've told you some of my stories about people who we connect over being the only ones in a public place not wearing it. Yeah. And that's been kind of interesting because then you just <clears throat> make that immediate connection with someone. Um, but, uh yeah, I, I, today's a good day. I'm excited about our topic today. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, things are good. Things are obviously trying for everyone this year in particular, not just the, not just the coronavirus stuff and the election and the lockdowns and all that stuff. It's been very trying in a lot of ways for people, but even aside from all of that, stuff and the economic impact it's had on people and all the struggles they're going through for some reason this year has been very trying for a lot of people that i know with in terms of like personal struggles and and trials and Hmm. um, health health issues and family issues and it's just been a really trying year all of that being said i think things exacerbate stuff right like so yeah you know sorry go ahead what were you saying i mean to interrupt well i was saying all of that being said it's like that, um, it's like that, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Wendell, something Wendell quote that I like about, you know, be joyful though I have, though you have considered all the facts and <laughs> I'm feeling that today. So <laughs> that, that sounds like a message from a, like a, a joyful pessimist, though you have considered all the facts, which all makes it facts. sound like you shouldn't be joyful, but you should be joyful anyway. Uh, Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry. That's Wendell his name. Berry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. Yes, I like that. I don't know if you remember. Remember at the beginning of 2020, before COVID. Uh, remember Kobe Bryant had, had just died. Yeah. And 
people were already like, wow, this is going to be a horrible year because Kobe Bryant died. And now that's like, not to minimize him, I'm not necessarily a fan, but someone's death is obviously tragic. Uh, it's so That's so far in the background of all the crap that's happened in 2020 that I think a lot of people yeah. just don't even... They don't even remember that remember. that was this year that There's people were upset been, about that. Yeah, um, there's just been a lot this year for everyone. But yeah, um, yeah. But I'm joy- I'm joyful. So uh, let's let's do our housekeeping stuff too. Oh yeah, if it's your first time here, you're watching Unsafe Space. This is a live show we do on Mondays and Fridays called Cafefi Break. We also do interviews throughout the week, and you can watch. We have a program called Deprogrammed, uh, which specifically is more of a deep dive into my old belief system, social justice ideology. We do a lot of interviews on that show, so you can check out our content library and, and see interviews with people like Brett Weinstein, um, uh, James Lindsay, Helen Pluckrose, Samuel Say, uh, Monique Dusson, uh, uh, Paul Vanderclay. There's a whole, there's a lot of great interviews. And um, and then we also we we are testing a new show with my friend Mystery Chris. That's more about pop culture. That one's called Popped Culture. If you haven't seen it yet, we just put the pilot out. So we're we're trying to see what people think of that. And we have other standalone interviews with people like Charles Murray. So you can check those out. But you are you are now watching our live uh, our live coffee break. And if you missed it, we did book club last night. We do book club once a month, and it was really interesting that was probably one of my favorite discussions carter because everybody had different opinions discussion i think it was because the book had a lot of information but it was also uh it wasn't just everyone going around saying i love the book there was like a lot of lot to critique about the book uh or at least the way it was written as well um yeah i thought it was a great i really liked that discussion it was a great discussion so it was good it was so good if if it, it was the book was the management of savagery if you guys haven't seen it and, um, yeah, it was really good. And, and, and we also, uh, what's the other house? Oh yeah. If you want to, if you want to support the show, first of all, make sure you're still subscribed on YouTube. We, ever since the middle of October, we've been noticing that, uh, an unusual dip in subscribers. They, they seems to be losing about a hundred each time that it happens. And it's happened about three times now. And it's, a, it's unusual if you look at our, our, uh, it, it just doesn't fit the it doesn't fit the statistics or the analytics up until this point. It's been a bit unusual, and we've had about two dozen people tell us they've been unsubscribed. I was one of the people unsubscribed, so make sure YouTube has not unsubscribed you. Um, the other thing you can do if you want to support us financially is go to unsafespace.com to our donate page. And there's a variety of ways you can donate if you want to uh, give us a subscription or a tip. Um, we have a subscribe star there that you can get to through that page. And if you donate at the $25 level or above, you get one of these lovely grenade mugs that, yeah. Well, we did that. We did that. that we did that simultaneously. Yeah. We didn't even practice that or plan it. Yeah. And then, uh, I think, I mean, that's it. Oh, we have a new channel. It's an unsafe space clips channel. That's just for the short clips. So you can subscribe there too if you want to. Those are probably better if you want to share the videos and stuff. People tend to like the shorter clips. Yeah. Yep. Boom. That's it. Awesome. Um, and we might as well do this first super chat because it's about something we already talked about. Uh, thank you to Roger who gives us five Canadian bucks and says, I dug the conversation during book club yesterday. When I have more time, I'll try and find the time to pick up a book and join in the fun. It was a great conversation. Um, 
yeah, thank you for the super chat, Roger. But yeah, it was a it was a good conversation, and it was a good book. I recommend it, especially to, um, especially to anyone who, I would say, either anyone on the left, anyone on the left, I think I would recommend the book to, and then anyone yeah. uh, on the right who is not aware of the pernicious behavior of the CIA and FBI over the last 50 years with respect to Middle Eastern wars and storing up trouble and funding terrorists and that kind of stuff. So if you if you already know about Afghanistan and Libya and Syria and Iraq and all the details there, then, then, you know, then you don't need it. But if you don't, which I think most people don't, I didn't know a lot of the details. Uh, I only knew headline, headline stuff about it. So uh, it was, I found it, I found it really helpful. So. It's full of information. And if you want to get started yeah. on our next book, we've already selected it. We're reading, uh, we kind of alternate between fiction and nonfiction. So the next book we're doing is the moon is a, is a harsh mistress by Robert Heinlein, Robert Heinlein, one of Carter's favorites. And, uh, that'll be on December 20th. And as a heads up, if you've never read it, uh, when it starts, you will be thrown by the style of writing because it's written as if people speak kind of a different way in the future. Their, their grammar's a little bit different. So it takes a little bit of getting used to when you first start to read the book. You're like, what the heck is this? It almost You almost feel like there's typos or something's wrong, but nothing's wrong, and your brain gets used to it pretty quickly. Uh, so, um, oh, actually, Mr. Biggles just gave us uh, a super chat. Thank you, Mr. Biggles. And gave us information I didn't know. He says, don't know if this was already mentioned. It, it wasn't because I didn't know it. Uh, it. But saw Unsafe Space's total views is now 1,080,698. Huge congrats on passing the million view line. No easy task. Thanks wow. for awesome discussions. I had no idea we passed the million view line. So thanks, Mr. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for checking our analytics for us. <laughs> I had no idea. That's great. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the super chat. So today, somebody made a comment, and Carter and I, it really, it really resonated with both of us about how in this day and age with all the struggles and all the things going on, we talk a lot about all the negative stuff, and we would like to talk a little more about positive stuff. And Carter called me and said, what's, what's positive? <laughs> I know I did. I called Kara yeah. yesterday and I said, I really want to talk about some positive stuff. I'm like, I'm in the mood for it. I'm tired of talking about the election and COVID and all this negative stuff. I just, being me, I couldn't think of anything positive. So I called Kara. <laughs> and I said, I know exactly what we're going to do because, because, okay, so yesterday was Sunday and I usually, I don't know if anyone else is like this. I, my head is kind of like a radio in the mornings. I usually wake up with a song in my head that's like playing while I sleep. And, and sometimes that's it's weird, a song. I, just to be clear. Is it? It doesn't happen to you? Mm -hmm, no. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like channeling things. Sometimes it's a song that I heard in passing the, maybe the day before and didn't even realize it or something. But other times it's just a random song from my memory that I don't know how it's in my head, but it's in my head. So, um, Yesterday morning, the song I woke up with in my head was the doxology, which is, I think it's a psalm, but it, it's a, it's a hymn. It's just four lines, and it's it's that song, um, praise him, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
here below something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All creatures here below or whatever. Yeah. Below, yeah. Praise him. The heavenly About hand. Heavenly ghost. Yeah. 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 It's been a while since I sang that one in church. Holy Ghost, that song. Yeah. And I then I it was in my head, so I wanted to hear it more. And I was trying, I was looking it up on YouTube and trying to find a version that sounded like the version in my head. And um, there, there are a lot of hipster versions that are not really right, but I finally found one there, that. Wait, there's was, hipster versions of that song? Like the kind of hipster youth pastor, like Hillsong United kind of. This is not really my jam. I like the old hymns with the whole congregation singing. So I had to look look to find one. And then, and then, so that's a song about praise Mm -hmm. and gratitude. And then I got to church, um, the church on the square and my preacher who we've interviewed before, Bradley Helgerson, he gave a sermon about gratitude and the sermon was sort of, he was talking about how, well, it made me, it may reminded me of Jordan Peterson talking about how gratitude is the antidote to resentment. And Mm -hmm. he gave a sermon about how forgetfulness leads to ingratitude and ingratitude leads to entitlement and entitlement leads to resentment and resentment. If you, if you take it all the way out, resentment on a large scale leads to tyranny. Can we call him Yoda from now on? I just, I think. He's awesome. Anger leads to hate, hate leads to the dark or whatever the, I forget what Yoda's. (laughs) Yeah. So I agree, I by the way, of, with, with what you just said. I'm just. Yeah, I agree, Yoda. too. I was thinking Yoda. about all of that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's, he's Christian and it's a sermon. So he grounds it in Christianity. And he was sort of saying, you know, um, I, I, I guess to paraphrase, I, I would say that part of the message was that if we are being told culturally not to express gratitude and to have gratitude, that uh, part of your duty as a Christian. But I would argue as anyone anyone's duty is to push back against that because gratitude is our only defense. He called it a defense. Gratitude is our defense against entitlement and resentment. And he, he took it all the way back to the uh, Genesis story of, you know, the garden of Eden and, you know, sort of like saying, you know, Satan loves to come in your ear and be like, Oh, you know, all the stuff you have, Eve, it's not that great. Uh, You know, and you know, if you just, it's just the garden of Eden the garden you know give me what you have which isn't that great and i will give you worldly uh blessings and all this stuff i will give you the world and how forget forgetting what our blessings are forgetting what we have is what leads to that state of ingratitude and and then entitlement of like yeah i deserve so much i deserve this Mm -hmm. i deserve that and that leads to resentment about like you know, why don't I have this? That other person took it or that kind of hate hatefulness that's born out of resentment. And so I was thinking about that. And so, yeah, when you said, let's do a, let's do a positive, let's do a gratitude episode. Cause I like doing gratitude threads once in a while and seeing what everybody has to be grateful for. It helps remind me. And, um, yeah. And I will say the other thing about this is that I said this to you on the phone yesterday Social justice, people who are in social justice have a hatred for Thanksgiving. And every year at Thanksgiving, this has been going on for at least 10 years. Every year at Thanksgiving, you'll see a spate of social justice articles written about how Thanksgiving is rooted in white supremacy. Thanksgiving is rooted in colonialism and racism. And, you know, just like the what they do the articles for the 4th of July, too, about, you know, 
sort of scolding you for even wanting to celebrate Thanksgiving and telling you how you should have like a correct social justice Thanksgiving. Those happen every Thanksgiving. But this is the first year that social justice ideology has been mainstream. It got mainstreamed in the summer. And so this year I've seen more of this idea that it's somehow uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, you're just celebrating your own privilege, it's your privilege to be grateful, right? I've seen more of that than I usually see because now it's mainstream. And so I'm in a couple of social justice groups online and there's one of the ones I'm in for my hometown. And I've seen a lot of these woke white women who are new to the social justice faith. It's the first time they've encountered these articles and they're sharing them and they're sharing videos and they're and they're like, Oh, I never realized it's rooted in white supremacy. Oh, I'm not going to call it Thanksgiving anymore. I'm going to call it Turkey Day. And I'm going to, you know, it's just, this whole attitude. Just the season of, to virtue signal. Yeah, the season to virtue <laughs> signal and to tell people and to tell yourself that there's something wrong with being grateful and thankful. That's, what's, that's what I'm seeing now. So I thought, yeah. let's push back against that. Yeah, I, uh, can I... This is kind of I, you're not. I don't think you're expecting this because I wasn't expecting this, Carrie. But I, I thought about something, and I want to share something with you before we go into the gratitude stuff because I was thinking about exactly what you're saying with the pushing back on Thanksgiving, and because uh, I, I mean, I saw it a little bit, but I didn't realize that it was it had metastasized so much. I mean, I guess it makes sense right now. Now it's everywhere, and and there is this kind of hatred of Thanksgiving, and I know I usually think about like philosophically like I, I think about beliefs that that manifest in certain ways but I was thinking this in terms of like rather than philosophy I was thinking about emotional orientations to the world and I, I was I it's just one model that I uh, that I was this is the model I'm using and I don't I don't know if it's correct but I want to run it past you a little bit so um I'm in terms of your emotional just your emotional orientation to the world I think there's maybe people can be categorized kind of very broadly as having two there's two different kind of orientations emotionally. One is what I would call like an approval orientation or like a pro-life, I don't mean abortion-wise, just like a pro-life or pro-reality kind of orientation, which is this feeling of kind of fundamental approval and maybe even like a fundamental approval of humanity or humans, and maybe specifically you, if you're your own psychology, right? Um, this fundamental approval of, of the human's existence in reality. Like you see human flourishing as the standard by which you judge actions and stuff. And you, you see human suffering as, you know, maybe sometimes unavoidable, but it's not an ought. Like humans mm -hmm. oughtn't suffer. It's not something that needs to happen. Like human qua human doesn't mean you must suffer. Um, and you have this feeling that humans kind of ought to exist. They kind of do belong in, in reality where they are and that they ought to flourish. And and happiness, and I don't just mean like ephemeral hedonistic happiness, but like an internally motivated happiness, like a self-esteem, self-efficacy, um, that kind of the thing that comes with achievement and like raising a family that you're proud of or achieving something that you're proud of or whatever – um, that feeling, that that self-esteem and self-worth, um, that your life is good and right and natural and deserved, like that's kind of the emotional outlook they have on the world. And then there's the the category of people who I would say like are the rejection orientation. And 
you know, instead of life, it would be more death or instead of reality, it would be more anti-reality. And there's kind of this emotional, fundamental disapproval of human existence in reality and probably rooted in self-hatred, maybe their own existence, um, where human flourishing is viewed as this aberration. It kind of doesn't belong. And human suffering is the thing that kind of ought to happen. And mm -hmm. humans as like humans, qua humans don't belong in the universe. Um, and so they're kind of destined for torture and like that's a proper place for humans is to be suffering. And and I'm thinking like so 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 these people like it would be humans kind of ought not exist. They're like this blemish or this wart on the universe. Yeah. Um and it's all that internally motivated happiness, that sense of self-esteem and sense of self-worth and the stuff that comes with, you know, doing something you can be proud of, it's wrong. It's out of place, it's unnatural. Your life is kind of unnatural. And when you feel that way, um this sense, like, if you see any happiness in the world, if any happiness comes into existence, it can really only do so through the introduction of more suffering. It's like a negative sum game for you. So if some person has happiness, that necessarily means that there must be more suffering somewhere else in the world because... They're taking it from someone. Yeah, yeah. The universe, like, negative balances out always somehow because that's kind of their outlook. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of different, like, ideological... Like, that's more of the elephant, how the elephant feels. And so the rider can come up with lots of ideologies and rationalizations on both of those paths. So I'm not I'm not really talking about any particular ideology. But, like, if that's your if, – if that's what you're doing, then I thought about, like, well, how does that relate to history and Thanksgiving and celebrations and why – why? because, I again, I've been – I read about the Cultural Revolution recently. I've read about um, the Russian Revolution, both of which very adamant on tearing down history. And I'm – I'm trying to think of like, like what's going on here? And, I, and what I came up with was, you know, you got to recognize that history is a mix of the good and the bad. Like any individual, it doesn't matter what event, you pick an individual um, that did something positive that you want to celebrate. It doesn't, it could literally be Jesus, <laughs> right? Um, although maybe, maybe in Jesus won't fit the first thing here, but that individual inevitably probably did some negative things, so Jesus would be excluded from that if you're a Christian. But, um, but almost like any actual individual, okay, pick, they did some pick bad. Pick Martin Luther things. King. Pick MLK Jr. Sure, he did. He did some good things, but of course he did some bad things, right? He cheated on his wife or whatever, like some bad things, right? Um, and Thanksgiving, by the way, since we were talking about Thanksgiving, like that absolutely falls into this. The Thanksgiving itself. Regardless of what Europeans did to any Native Americans, Thanksgiving itself was uh, a positive interaction. It was voluntary, voluntary community helping each other. Like it was a good experience in and of itself, right? So, so you have to recognize that there's a that there's always a mix. And and I think the people with the um, kind of rejection outlook want to play the Kevin Bacon game to look for something bad. So they're like, well, that individual, that interaction might have been good, but those individuals are connected to this other bad thing. Either they did them themselves, or they are part of a group that did them, or they're part of a race that did other bad things somewhere else. Therefore, no good thing is untainted. It's always, because right. with the Kevin Bacon game, you can always get to Hitler, basically. You can always get to something horrible from something good because you just you just oh well the, he was friends with this person and that person was a member of this group and this group did this other thing 500 years before that or whatever it is right um so i think um if you're 
so now I thought about Thanksgiving in particular, and like, if you're a this kind of positive approval model or emotional outlook, you select the events from history that are positive that remind you of like here's a here's a moment in history where we moved towards uh, like human flourishing or. Um, you know, like we invented the light bulb or whatever. We founded America. Or here's, right. here's an event that reaffirms the, the positive values or like that we can achieve positive values like cooperation or whatever. Um, and you focus on celebrating that because um, that positive event from history like reinforces the approval model. It reminds you that values are achievable. Um, and Thanksgiving is a great example, right? Because two, there's... Uh, there's cooperation between disparate cultures. There's like abundance, overcoming of hardship, generosity, belonging, gratitude, like all that stuff is mixed into Thanksgiving and celebrating it reminds you, uh, like it affects your actual psyche. Celebrating Thanksgiving affects your psyche. Um, yeah. And, and you, you feel those things by proxy kind of, right? And you're like, oh, like life is worth living and like we can be grateful and we can have abundance and we can cooperate and things can go well. And like, it's this existential validation of life. But if you're in the rejection model and someone proposes, like, if that's your, if you're in the rejection feeling camp and someone proposes, like, hey, uh, let's celebrate this time when things went well, even if it was just for a moment in history, between these few people, things went well, just for a moment, let's celebrate that. That reminder is like blasphemy to them, right? It's like they can't have that reminder can't because any reminder of an achievement, um, has to be corrupted. They've got to use the Kevin Bacon game. Yeah. They've got to show that it's related to something bad. And instead of building you up, it has to tear you down, right? It, that, so this, I think, I think this is why, I think this is why they go after, I, at a high level before, I've just kind of said, oh, they seem to not like happiness, which I guess is a short way to say everything I just said. But I wanted to think it through a little bit more. Like, why yeah. don't they like happiness? What's going on? And I think that's what it is. I think celebrating something like that because you'll see it with christmas you'll see it with birthdays you'll see it with gender Fourth reveal parties everything yeah. anything mm -hmm. that anyone gets value out with that it celebrates a positive value is always connected through the kevin bacon game to some bad thing yeah and that needs to be the focus you're and and i think it's that they can't have your psyche in this this they can't have you feeling like you belong in the universe and that achievement and values are possible. They, they don't want that happiness of you. Um, they don't want you to feel that way because, because what they want to sell you is momentary pleasure and ephemeral pleasure and like drugs and Netflix and sex. And they want to sell you all the other crap. They want you numbed to the world so yeah. that they can sell you these little dopamine hits, right? And, and get you compliant. And you're not likely to care about those if you actually have self-esteem and feel like you have self-worth and like achievement is possible and you're feeling good about your life. You need, they need to tear all that down so that then they can be like, how about this new, how about this new Netflix series, right? Yeah. <laughs> how about Soma, the new drug we like, right? The new, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's also, I think it, I think for the people who are, who have already accepted that framework, what you, what you're calling sort of the negative uh, framework they they've given in to so they've they've given into what my preacher would call the forgetfulness which leads to ingratitude which leads to entitlement right. which leads to resentment so they're living in resentment yes. and they resent your happiness they resent 
your thankfulness. They resent anything positive in you because it's like a mirror that shows them what they don't, what, what's not in them. And they, and they can't stand it because yes. your positive things are reflection. They're, they're a reverse negative. They're a negative of, of you know, of what they are missing. And it, it, it highlights that in them. And they, they, and it's not even that, intellectual, right? It's visceral. They no, feel it. It's visceral. They feel it. They feel yeah. it's, it's almost like, um, <clears throat> when I, I gave an example in a previous episode about when people say, you know, you make me feel this way. Like, okay, for example, when I quit drinking, almost everyone universally has been positive with a few exceptions. Except for the and those, right. Those people who, <laughs> those people who have, seem to have a problem with me not drinking. I think it's because it makes them feel something about their own drinking mm-hmm. that I'm not trying to make them feel. I don't care. I don't have a problem with people drinking around me or anything or drinking. I just, but something in them feels that way just by having a person near them who's not doing what they do, it bothers them. And it's been very few exceptions, but I thought I found that very interesting. And it's, it's also almost like the other example I gave was, um, uh, my, I heard the story, uh, secondhand, but that my, at my preacher's previous church, uh, some of the deacons took, some of the people there took issue with him using big, big words they said it made the, this one guy said it made him feel oh, dumb. I remember this. Yeah. And it's like, n- no, it, it, he's not making you feel dumb. You feel dumb. You, that's something in you that you haven't wrestled with. It's 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 living in that rese- you you can't have anyone be better than you or have talents you don't have or have gifts you don't, don't have or, you know, him using big words makes you feel that way. That's you. That's all on you. It's not on him. Yep. And yep. It, I think that's the same thing. I um. Well, I we want to do a gratefulness episode, a gratitude. Uh, yes, episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just I needed to go no, there and I, think, think through that. That's yeah, all. of course yeah, you did. Yeah, this is all the begin. This is all the framework for why we're doing this. So, like I do in gratitude threads, sometimes I'm going to ask you guys if you're giving super chats today. I mean, you don't have to. You can give a super chat about something else. But if if you're giving super chats today, consider putting in your super chat what it is you have to be grateful for so that we can all celebrate with you and we'll read it out and we'll just do a whole freaking celebratory gratefulness episode. And Carter and I are going to do our lists and it's, Oh, here's the other thing. It's a lot of times I find that the advice that's given in, in the Bible is backed up with sci- science. I just happen to find this like, here, here's one example. Um, like when the Bible talks about not having premarital sex, Right. There is some evidence that when every time you engage in sex, you're releasing your body's releasing oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a Christian, you might come to the opinion that maybe I shouldn't be bonding with people that I don't want to establish this emotional connection with. And then, you know, maybe I, I maybe I should pick the right person first. Uh, I think there actually with, has been studies that I think for women anyway, right. for like the number of sexual partners prior to marriage is inversely correlated to the expectation of how long the marriage will last. Yeah. Like I, th- I think that, I think that's true. I don't, I'm not an expert, so someone can correct me if they know. It's interesting. But so here's another one. So the Bible talks about being grateful and praising God. If you believe in God about, you know, for all of your, all of your blessings Okay, neuroscientists have found that when you 
speak out loud or you write down, if you, if you, if you dwell on the things that you're grateful for, it makes you more grateful. <laughs> it actually, it actually creates, it elevates your mood and creates that feeling in you. Cause you're reinforcing and, those pathways in your yes, brain. Yeah. Yes. It's good for you. Yeah. So even if you're not a Christian, I think there are positive reasons to, you know, uh, um, I, I had a gratitude journal that I started a few years ago that a friend um, suggested. And it it's very useful for me to do that, to take stock of what you have to be grateful for. It changes your mood. Can I say so, the atheist for just a second who might be turned yes. off by the Bible? Yes. The Bible's right. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain yeah. why. Because I, I actually agree with Carrie that there's mm. probably a lot of truth in some of the, probably not all of the advice in the Bible, like... Um, especially some of the Old Testament, you know, Bacon's great, for example. So uh, <laughs> some of the Old Testament advice, maybe not not the best. But um, I think if you look at, if just from an atheist perspective, if you look at the Bible as an evolved set of rules that worked really well to, to help a culture survive and thrive, um, obviously it did work well because it's still here. So, and other systems, like we don't still celebrate Zeus, although actually, I guess ancient Greek mythology did last for longer than Christianity, but whatever. Um, Christianity is still here, right? Um, so we still celebrate it, uh, or sorry, we still, we still, it still survives, which means it must have had some value, right? Because a belief system that, that gave you bad advice would die out, right? So that's how I can look at it. Even if I'm not Christian, I can look at it and go, well, yeah, there may be some nuggets in the Bible that have been kind of evolved advice that was passed down that they kind of figured out like, hey, look, heuristically, this kind of works. You know, maybe maybe you shouldn't murder people. <laughs> like, yeah, hmm, that that kind of doesn't work. Maybe well. maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> right. So um, you don't have to be you don't have to like don't run away just because Carrie said it was from the Bible. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not a Christian channel. Carter is an atheist. I happen to be a pretty new Christian. So it's okay. We, you don't have to agree with either of us on those. Yeah, I'm just things. trying to invite both sides in. That's all. Yes. Yeah. So can, do you want to start with your list or can I? I have like a weird, you can, you can do it. I just want to preface yeah. by saying I started writing a list and it and it got... I was like, these are just obvious big things. So then I did something different and I picked three tiny things that you wouldn't think should make me thankful, but do. Like I tried to focus on some micro things as well, but I'll talk about those. Okay. But so, but you, why don't you do your do list you first? Do you want to start? I, that's okay. okay. You can do, do, your, do your list first. <laughs> I'm ready for those endorphins. <laughs> All right. You do, do your list. <laughs> okay. So here's my list. It's a working list. Uh, I'm grateful for number one, God, my salvation, my rock, my faith, my transformation, and God not giving up on me. And what I mean about that is, uh, for anyone who's curious about my story, I, I kind of, I recently I've decided to think of it as like, well, God gave me an interesting testimony. <laughs> That's a good way of saying. I made a lot of mistakes. I got to a very dark place and I kind of view what happened to me as the, the a little bit like the prodigal son story and 
there's a verse that really resonates with me in the Bible about how God says, um, it, I think it's in there a few times, but he basically says, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth and I will steer you back on the path. And you like that. Uh, one. Some people, I love that verse because that's what had to happen to me. Some people have, some people were stubborn. I was, I'm stubborn and I had to be steered. I had to have the hook in my nose and the bit in my mouth. So, okay. That's number two. Okay. Number two, I'm very grateful for my church. I am so grateful for this church that I found. <laughs> It'll make me emotional. <laughs> I love this church. <laughs> so I, when I think about, <clears throat> I might, I might move in the future or something. My first thought is losing this church community. If I end up moving one day, um, it was weird. I tried a lot of different churches and a lot of different, um, I was at a spiritual center in LA for a while and and then I was going to a spiritual center out here and then I tried um I was for a while I went to a Catholic church that my friend took me to which I really enjoyed but it wasn't really it didn't really feel like home um and you know I was going to a cowboy church which I loved I was going to an evangelical church and I, I tried a lot and this the the very first service they had I ended up there by chance I saw something about it online and the first service I said this is where I'm supposed to be and this preacher, I'm so grateful for my preacher and his wisdom. And uh, he's a bit nerdy, which I love. And I don't mind his big words at all. He always defines them anyway. <laughs> and just the whole community there. It's one of those places I would say I feel like it's, an, it's a church that's alive. And a real, like, really great people that I've met through there. So, um, so that's number two. Number three, I'm grateful for my fella. And... Just having finding someone who uh, is so understanding and caring and loving, and has had a lot of similar struggles to me, and um, is so strong and growing and changing himself every day. He's a good man and becoming a good a better man like every day, and holds me accountable. And makes me want to be a better version of myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to apologize. Okay. It's good tears. <laughs> um, but really makes me want to be the person that he thinks I am. And be better. And, and I love that. Someone who's like hungry and is growing and always learning and improving himself. And Okay. I'm grateful for my friends who are too many to name. I would leave someone out. Just really good friends who are supportive and wise and kind and have great advice and and also are able to love you with correction when you need it and not just not just give you validation for bad things and 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 allow you to do bad things and ease your conscience about it, but will really tell you the truth. I love that. I'm very grateful for that. And especially recently, um, having a lot of great advice from friends. Um, I'm very grateful for number five for my dog, Tiger. <laughs> 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 of course I am. <laughs> of course I am. Tiger, look, it's like that Eckhart Tolle quote. He says that uh, having a dog is a way for even the most unconscious person to experience unconditional love. 
And that's true. Your dog is always like, oh my God, you're home. You were gone for 10 minutes. It's awesome. You're home. <laughs> I love, I love my little dog. Um, numbers, number six, I'm grateful for our unsafe space. I'm grateful for you, Carter, um, uh-huh. who you went from being an acquaintance back when we, when I worked in entertainment and you were in one of your various um, professions and startups and endeavors and uh, went from being a casual acquaintance to being one of my best friends and my brother and sometimes give me very fatherly advice. And, <laughs> and you're also honest with me. And I'm very grateful for this community on Safe Space. I'm grateful for all of you guys coming, watching our show. And I think we have a very unique group of people who have, are able to have a lot of differences of opinion and still respect each other. We don't even need a moderator. I mean, I know we have moderators for fun, like Beverly and Chris and uh, Keith the Hack Guy and Ninja Kitty, who helped us out for a while. And we've had a lot of great, but we don't even really need the mods. This is something Marie Busky was saying to me. She was like, you have a really great community that you're forming because people kind of moderate themselves. Okay, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. That's always something to remind yourself, even if you're going through financial struggles, just it's not as bad, you know, even when it gets bad, it could be so much worse. I'm very grateful for the roof over it. Number eight, I'm grateful for God taking care of me financially and in other ways. And whenever things seem touch and go and spotty, I just, it's always a test of my trust and faith I've found. Um, number nine, I'm grateful for my father who had a really great dad who is very, uh, uh, also ha- has a hungry mind and um, has always like he, he gave me a great appreciation for books, for reading, for um, the outdoors, for hiking, for a, a lot of, you know, and he's very kind. Um, I'm grateful for my aunt who I used to argue with all the time and used to be so judgmental about what a Christian fundamentalist she was. And, you know, when I was a social justice warrior, I gave her a lot of grief. And I'm very grateful for her. She she is judgmental. She'd be the first to admit that. (laughs) 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 But she's very sincere in her beliefs. And I was at her house a couple years ago and um, staying there. And I went to open the closet in the guest room to put some clothes in there. And it was, it was her prayer closet and she had had these lists on the wall with different people's name. There was one for me and then all these little post-it notes under my name and other people's names with different prayers for them. And I was so touched. Very organized. Yeah. Uh That she like would go in that closet and pray for people and add to the list, you know, and, um, I'm very grateful for number 10, the hard lessons. This is a good one. I'm since going on this journey, I've, I would say my God journey or whatever the past couple of years, it's given me a whole different way of looking at struggles and trials and being able to look at whenever there's a, something that I'm struggling with or something that I feel is unjust or unfair, or, you know, and you're tempted to be woe is me about it. There's always an opportunity in it somewhere. And I, I really believe in my case because I believe in God. I believe that it's God teaching me something. And sometimes that thing that God is teaching me is about other people or the outside world, but other times it is it is about me. 
sometimes I can find something that's like, oh, you're supposed to be learning this thing about how to let go of things or how to not depend on any anyone above God or how not to put your faith in these idols or how uh, maybe it's a lesson about ego or pride or, you know, whatever it is. What is that lesson that I can learn? And and before I had faith in God and even after Sometimes I've had to get the universe, if you're not a Christian, if you like think of it, the universe has taught me the same lesson a few times before I get it. <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at learning it the first time, so I don't have to go through those things. Okay, so anyway, thank you. I'm thankful for the hard lessons. Number 11, I'm thankful for the simple pleasures, for frivolity, for joy, peace, good food, music, the outdoors, growing things, um, just those little things that you take we tend to take for granted every day i'm really grateful for the weather changing right now um number 12 i'm grateful for my sobriety it's been over a year uh i never thought i would be sober for over a year and it I, you know i decided to try it as an experiment and see how sort of like jordan peterson talks about see where i'm at in a year i'm in a much better place so i'm gonna try five it's been good um number 13 i'm very grateful for my housemate and who's one of my friends who's living with me now uh and my previous housemate last year uh my other my friend or earlier this year my other friend who came and lived with me for a while i pick very good housemates i do say so, if i do say so myself and number 14 this is my final one uh i am very grateful oh to have been born at this time in history and in this country with the rights that that we have here and all things considered, you know, be joyful though. You have considered all the facts. <laughs> I have considered all things. I am still very grateful to be, to have been born here and in this country. That's my list. That's a pretty impressive Done. list, Carrie. <laughs> Someone in okay. chat said, uh, how's Carter going to follow up this? I am not going to try and follow up. That was an emotional, beautiful list. Of things that you're grateful for um and someone else just pirate tomsky says my list is just i'm grateful for true capitalism hmm. yeah that, that's a good one pirate tomsky um no thank you for sharing that was awesome uh and it was clearly heartfelt so so now your turn all right uh <laughs> well i think there's gonna actually be a, probably some overlap um and mm -hmm. i didn't rank mine um just oh because mine aren't ranked well, yeah, all right. I wasn't but, sure yeah. if yours were ranked or not. I couldn't tell. Um, but I'm going to – can I can I start actually by just saying uh, a couple things about thankfulness that I don't do as often as I should, but we do do in the house that I totally recommend. One is um, at dinner, we do roses and thorns. I think I mentioned this on the channel oh, before. Yeah. But we go around okay. the dinner table – and at the end of the day, people are supposed to say, here are things that I'm grateful for that went well in my, in my life today. And here are some things that I'm, like, I'm struggling with. Um, and it sounds super cheesy. And it kind of is super cheesy. Except uh, it really, I find it really helps um, connect people together. And it forces you to find something even on a crappy day. You're like, well, what went well? And maybe the thing that went well that day was just like, uh, you know, <laughs> I was able to eat lunch, whatever, <laughs> like yeah. something happened, <laughs> like even a bad day. It's like, well, I didn't, you know, or whatever. I didn't, uh, 
you know, I didn't get into an accident, whatever it is. Like sometimes it's, you know, you're searching, but there's other days where you're searching for thorns and it's like, I don't, I don't know. Today was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, if you have a family, I mean, even if you don't have a family, but it's better if it's like with connecting with other people in your life to do the roses and thorns. And the other thing that uh, I, again, don't do as often as I should, this is more of a personal thing. Um, and I've talked about this before again on the channel, but um, I like the practice that the ancient Stoics talked about, and I'm not a Stoic, so no one needs to argue about the philosophy of Stoicism. Uh, but I like this practice where uh, I, I would do this, I usually do this at night, where I, this is going to sound horrible, so let me explain. I think of all the people in my life that I care most about, and one by one, I imagine them dying. Um, and not in like a fan, like what, what you do is you imagine when you imagine your child or your spouse dying, um, it, it suddenly makes real all of the value that they bring to you and how much you love them and how important they are to you. And it spurs you to, um, really appreciate them more and not to take them for granted because it's a, this realization that actually anything could be taken away from you at any moment, right? Including your own life. Like anything could go away at any moment. And uh, it kind of helps prevent this taking stuff for granted thing, which I have, a we all have a tendency to take things for granted. So I kind of like, I kind of like that um, practice. And it's not, I mean, people are like, well, we got dark fast and it's horrible. Like it's not horrible. It's not, not a dark, dark thing. It's not a dark, it's not like, you don't lie in bed and like cry about it. You just imagine like, wow, if this person were gone, you don't imagine the mode of death or anything horrible. You just imagine like, oh, if this person were gone, how would my life be affected? And be like, oh my God, this would be horrible. It would be horrible. And then you start, you quickly turn it into this appreciative exercise of like, these are all the things that I love about this person in my life and I cherish and how, why this person's so important. Um, so it doesn't have to, it's not supposed to be macabre, guys, in chat, I see. Yeah. Uh, it's not supposed <laughs> it's to be macabre. Not. I know it sounds macabre. I'm not a good uh, salesperson. So <laughs> read about it somewhere else. It's a great exercise. When I read about it, it didn't seem macabre. It's not actually macabre. I'm probably, I, I would market sushi as cold, dead, raw fish, and everyone would be like, ew, gross. But like, that's, you know, that's yeah. the exercise in general. Um, I get it. I totally get it. So, yeah. All right, so I started to do my thankfulness list, and I'll, and I'll go over some of them here. Um, but like I said, a lot of them I kind of felt, uh, after I, I did a lot of them, I'm like, well, these are kind of big and obvious. And so then I, then I came up with like three tiny, tiny things that just about like momentary gratitude about some weird thing. So the first thing on my list actually I think was close to the last on your list. I'm not sure. Um, oh, the country. Yeah, actually, I mean, my exact wording, which is almost identical to yours, as, is being born in this place at this time in history, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And th the reason that's uh, I'm thankful for that, and I'm, it's important to me to remember, is I do complain a lot. Like I have, you know, people who watch the channel know that I'm more of the pessimist or the quote realist on on the channel, like. I'm concerned about the future of America. I'm concerned about actually the enlightenment values surviving. I'm trying to fight this battle. All of that said, um, this is the best time ever to be alive ever. And this is the best place to ever have been alive ever, 
right? Like even Obama agrees. He said a quote almost exactly like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, look, you could say, "Well, I wish that I was born in a time with more freedom." Uh, okay, and wooden teeth. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> there's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been times with a little bit more freedom, but life sucked. Um, <laughs> would it, would it <laughs> like I don't know. Like we are in and our... outdoor toilets, <laughs> right? Like my 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 dad grew up. He had to use an outhouse when he was growing up. <laughs> right, not that long ago. Like indoor plumbing is new. Um, so uh, I just think you know we have first of all even even though. I do think the U.S. is is on the decline. We still have a tremendous amount of political freedom that is unparalleled to the political freedom that other people have experienced, most other people have experienced throughout most of history. Um, It doesn't mean we shouldn't shoot for the ideal. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't want uh, individual rights respected and and want the freedom that is is proper and, and morally deserved. However, we can appreciate the fact that we're not, you know, we don't live in North Korea. Yeah. We don't live in England in 1420 or whatever. Like we don't live in, in these places where you really had very, very little freedom compared to what you have today. And then, and, then, and obviously the standard of living. And I think a lot of people like to gloss over material things because when you talk about um, being thankful, a lot of times there's this element of like, well, you're supposed to be very spiritual about it and it's supposed to be like, and, and I get that, but the fact is, uh, <laughs> we live on earth and earth is made of matter and we're made of matter and we need material things to survive and make our lives comfortable or keep us alive when we're sick or whatever. And so, uh, our standard of living is not, you know, I'm sure people have heard this before, but Anyone listening right now, go back 200 years and you're better off than a king. Your standard of living yeah. is easy, 100 years. You probably, I mean, your standard of living is phenomenally high, right? Yeah. In fact, you could travel a few thousand miles in the right direction and your standard of living is phenomenally high compared to other people today, right? So we're pretty lucky to be here. Um, and that's something that I try not to forget. And related to that, I'll share with you uh, this. So I think a lot of people know I grew up Christian. And saying grace at the table is like a thing that Christian families do. So we said grace every night at the table. And um, something that I missed um, is I missed being able to have any sort of like thankfulness before a meal. Because as an atheist, oh, when you when you became atheist, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna sit down and eat, and like, you can thank the person who made the food, like, I, I get that, but I wanted to be, I wanted to be a little more grateful, and so we don't say this all the time, but we do say it. So we'll probably say this on Thanksgiving. We do say this sometimes. I'm gonna read this. This is called "Grace to the Deserving." It's not very good, um, but <laughs> <laughs> it is something that. We started saying. Um, oh, cool. And Christians probably won't like it, but that's okay. Environmentalists will hate it. But I th- the reason this is in existence is I thought to myself, to what do we owe this meal? Other than, like, the fact that we went to Safeway and bought food or someone made it. Like, existentially, where did this, like, where does this meal really come from fundamentally? 
because uh, I think that's often what the Christian thanks is about. Like, where the fundamentally, right. where's it's coming from, right? Um, so it is. It goes like this: This meal is a gladiator's victory, won over nature, that murderous foe. In this old planetary coliseum, blithely indifferent to creatures below, we owe our lives to the geniuses before us who fought her and won by brain over brawn. Though through our inheritance leisure abounds, we should not forget those battle lines drawn. Against pathogens they brought Prometheus, against famine farming, against effort electricity, against miles motors, against rotting refrigeration, against fiefs freedom, to live, produce, and trade voluntarily, bounties but envied by yesterday's kings. It's not great, but it gives you this sense of like, we are standing. We are standing on everything we do is standing on the shoulders of great people before us who have invented things, taken risks, done things that make what we have today possible. And um, that's something I'm, I'm very grateful for. And and as I said earlier, we're we're here in this country where we can enjoy those things, right? Um, so, all right. So other stuff on my list. Obviously, I'm very thankful for um, my wife. Uh, she, I, I hate sounding cheesy. This is the problem with thanks. I like have this aversion to sounding cheesy. Who cares? Who she, cares? Let she it go. She makes me a better, I, she makes me want to be a better person, which I know is from a movie, but like she does, she, uh, she brings out the better part of me. Um, and it's something that like, we all have various aspects of our personality and we fit other people in our lives to one degree or another. And there's certain people in our lives that might fit in some ways, but really kind of align us in the wrong direction. <laughs> and my wife is someone who like fits the right way for me, like pushes me to be better than I am. Like she doesn't make me a worse person. She makes me a better person. Um, and I admire her quite a lot. And it's really cool to be married to someone that you admire. Um, so I miss her cause she's in China right now, but, uh, yeah. Um, my daughter, obviously I'm very grateful for my daughter. Um, she has a beautiful sense of, hu sense of humor. And, uh, actually one of the little things that I noticed over the weekend is she, we, I, I know you don't have kids Carrie, but the people that do have kids sometimes, like sometimes you see things in your kids that are yours that you kind of like. Oh, I wish she hadn't inherited that, right? But but sometimes you see things in kids that are like, ah, oh, like your sense of humor is just like mine or whatever it is. Like there's something that's, we were watching this movie. She wanted to watch this movie. It was about mermaids and uh, it was a horrible movie, but we didn't expect it to be a horrible movie. And she just switched her mode from like, I would have sat there like not enjoying the movie, but she just switched her, her mode in her head to like riff tracks. And she just mocked the movie. And then we got into this mode where, like, we actually enjoyed this crappy movie because we were mocking this crappy movie together. Um, and I was really grateful for that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm super grateful for for my kid. And uh, and it's so wonderful to watch kids grow up and to get to be a part of uh, their lives and get to be part of her life and watch her form into a little adult, uh, which is going to happen before I'm ready, I'm sure. Um, but... Uh, I'm also thankful for, I have, I'm not the kind of guy, as you know, who has like, I don't have lots of friends. I have a few good friends and 
I'm really thankful for how good those few good friends are. When I really am in trouble or need something, there have been times in my life where people have just saved my ass, like seriously saved my ass and stepped in. And um, I can never, I feel like I can never repay them. I can never repay them for what they've done for me. And um, that means a lot. That it means, it means a lot. And I'm really grateful. And sometimes, you know, it was something that happened maybe years ago that I forget. And I need to remind myself like, oh, I'm only here because of that person in my life supporting me in the way that they did. Um, and along those lines, uh, I'm very grateful for you, Carrie, because I'm this curmudgeon who, uh, <laughs> wants to like, wanted to do this channel. And, um, at you, I, my, in fact, one of my good friends said this to me early on. I said, I really like Carrie. What do you think? And he said, oh yeah. He said, Carrie softened, she rounds your edges. She softens your edges. <laughs> He's like, you need Carrie. I said, I know I need Carrie. <laughs> but um, I really, I'm really appreciative of the, you bring so much warmth and vibrance to the show that I think, uh, and in my life, I mean, we talk outside of the show. This isn't our only yes. interaction. Um, but you're always very warm and vibrant. And um, I never think to myself, Carrie doesn't mean well, right? I never yeah. question your motives about anything. We do have fights once in a while. Either. We get crazy with each other sometimes. But you're always coming from a good, benevolent, helpful, loving place at the end of the day. And uh, I think that's invaluable. And I really, really appreciate it. Well, so, I just want to interrupt your list really quickly to say I feel the same about you. Even when we disagree, I know you're coming from a great place. And maybe you you sharpened me. How about that? <laughs> 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 Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm also really thankful to this. And this is something that I wouldn't have. Uh, I'm actually not used to this. The other day I asked for someone. And I know I still owe, I owe replies to people. I asked for coders to help with something. And I didn't expect to get any replies. I'm not used to like a community that's so supportive and so awesome that like I get a bunch of emails when I ask for something. And we have several people. You know who you are helping for free doing stuff um, or close to free in some cases, but like free and close to free <laughs> doing a lot of work for us. Um, and, you know, I, and you don't know when or if you're going to get paid because we don't have <laughs> a lot of money. And yet you do this and, yeah. um, and you do it because I, I assume because you care about the mission and I'm, really grateful to have found people. It often feels like, maybe especially when you're in California, it often feels lonely. It's lonely to be in Silicon Valley and have the belief system that I have. It's lonely. It's like most of my friends have left. They've moved um, out of the Bay Area. So I don't even have many friends here anymore because um, they w are smarter. Uh, so <laughs> like, it's, it's lonely, but this community provides a place where, yeah, I know there's lots of disagreement between people and stuff, but there's a lot of support and a lot of um, directional, like even if, even if there's disagreement on minor issues, there's a lot of directional support. Like there's validation that, yes, there are people in the world who want freedom. There are people in the world who see this encroachment of ridiculous social justice stuff as ridiculous. There are people who care about the truth, who want to have conversations, who don't want to resort to fists and Molotov cocktails, but would rather 
have conversations and are supportive and are willing to donate their time. And frankly, um, not only our team, but the, but like I said, the community in general. Um, I love, I am not just saying this to blow the smoke up your butts, uh, people in chat right now. No. Uh, <laughs> I've seen other chats on other channels. You guys are by far the best chat I've ever seen. You don't need a moderator. You're generally respectful. Sometimes you see, you know, sometimes you see someone getting fights or whatever, but there's like almost zero trolling. We don't, I mean, we, we Beverly and Keith and uh, Chris are all moderators and I love you all and you're all very helpful, but let's be honest, you're not that needed in the chat usually. <laughs> like you're there helping conversation and being awesome and we love you, but like, it's not like you're fighting trolls constantly and kicking people out. There's just, the community is awesome. Our community is awesome. So um, I would rather have, we've got what, 29,000 people on YouTube right now? I'd rather have this 29,000 than 100,000 of shitty people. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm really grateful for this community. I do never, re I, I never feel like, uh, I never look at our chat and go, Wow, this is a cesspool. <laughs> I, 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 but no. I do that for almost every YouTube chat, for almost every other thing I've ever seen. So um, I'm I'm super grateful for that. Uh, and um, yeah, so those are the I mean, those were the main things in my life that I'm grateful for. I also just um, I had this moment yesterday after talking to you, Carrie, uh, where I. It was night and the lights were off in the house. And I was, well, they were on in one part of the house, but I was walking to another part of the house. And my wife's away on, on business. And so, but she still has like her little devices and stuff plugged in and some lights over, you know, little status lights on things. This is, I know this is going to sound weird, but she had this little, she has these little USB cords that are different colored lights. And I walked into the room and I looked over in the corner and there's these little, this little, these dancing USB lights. And I thought to myself, that's really pretty. I would never have that in my life. Because I, I would buy the, the crappy, I wouldn't buy a cable. I would buy the crappy iPad or iPod cable or whatever, you know, the iPhone cable. I don't buy, but she pays attention to the aesthetics of lots of things that I don't pay attention to the aesthetics of. But I really appreciate it. And I, it dawned on me how much I actually appreciate having someone in my life who's making all these aesthetic decisions that she's surrounding my environment with all this aesthetics that even little things like not yeah. just a regular USB charger, this one with cute little lights. It's like, Oh, that looks, it looks kind of cool. Um, yeah. and I started to notice all the little things around the house that are like, Oh, that's totally. And, and, you know, I can just harken back to the days when I was, you know, bachelor pad and it was like, Oh yeah, I had, the house was not, it was nothing. There was nothing <laughs> aesthetically pleasing about the house at all. Like, <laughs> lucky if it was yeah. a poster on the wall, right? Um, so, uh, I don't know. That That's something that, um, just that's just one of those tiny things that I looked at and went, you know, if I paid more attention to little things in my life, I might be grateful to the people who brought them there, right? I might be, yeah. I might be more grateful. It's a weird thing to be like, I'm, that's why it, sound, it sounds weird to say, oh, I'm grateful that my wife has funky LED chargers. But no, I it am. Doesn't. It's I it's get like it. it represents something, and it's and um, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, that was one of the tiny she's, things. She's that beautifying I at. your surroundings. Yeah, in, in in tiny ways, like there's attention to detail that I just don't have. 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and the other thing, I decided to turn a grumble into a thank thankfulness because oh, wow, this is my favorite. I threw my back out recently. Uh, <laughs> in a way that should be cool, but w- it, like I wish it was a cool way. It wasn't working out. It wasn't doing anything cool. I literally just lunged for the cat trying to get her to not get into the other room. And that's what threw my back out. <laughs> so it's always dumb things. But I threw my back out. And I was in a lot of pain. Like I was on my back for two days. Like, like I couldn't get up. It was a lot. I might have a bad back. Um, and I want to grumble about that. I want to be like. God damn universe in my bad back because it's like genetic and there's like stuff that I can't do about it. Even if I try and take care of it, it, it's always on the on the edge. But then I looked on the kitchen counter and I saw this giant bottle of ibuprofen that I've been taking that makes it feel better. And I thought to myself, what if what if I lived at a time when ibuprofen didn't exist? (laughs) I would be dead. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure I would be dead. I, I would never be able to move anywhere. I would be lying on my back until wolves came and ate me, and that would be the end of my life. I would have died at 25, and that would have been the end of my life. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes for me, looking at like small specific things and asking like, what would my life be like without that thing is a good way to get to some gratefulness. So that's all. That's that's I, I you know I don't I don't I, I could make I a longer list, list, but that's my main list. I love your list. I think it's lovely. And, and obviously I your like mate. That. Everyone has to be thankful for your mate. Yeah. <laughs> All the little things. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to read some super chats now and read out some of the things that you guys are grateful for. And then we can yes. all celebrate what everyone's grateful for. And uh, speaking of not needing a moderator, I did see the chat's really active today. But I did see someone a while up say something like, uh, Worst episode ever. Stop with the religion. Oh, well, and there's sometimes there's people, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. Even that's not being, ad hominem. That's not horrible. It's, it's not ad opinion. hominem. And the, the point being that person feels free to express that opinion. Yeah. And people feel free to push back if they want to, but you know, that's yeah, fine. I mean, you can express that opinion. <laughs> the truth is there is an episode somewhere that is our worst episode. So <laughs> I it's guess it's a matter of opinion which one it is. I don't know. I know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I know which one it is, too, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someday we'll do a reenactment of that one for fun. <laughs> okay. Let's, All right. Let's, well, I can't scroll back nearly All far right, enough I, to get the I, I can. I, I have the – I've got the scroll okay. thing. Okay. Swiftner oh. Braveheart gives us 10 bucks. Thank you, Swiftner, and says – Supreme Court decision of March 21st, 1972 declared lengthy requirements for voting in state and local elections unconstitutional and suggested that 30 days was an ample period. Compliance is anywhere. Interesting tidbit. Thank you for that. Um, there there definitely is a... I didn't bring this up the other day but when we were talking about the election stuff, and I don't want to get into it too much, but did you notice during the hearings that Zuckerberg and Dorsey uh, were at last week... Uh, Everyone in the room, including the senators, everyone is operating under the assumption that encouraging people to, the, to vote is a politically neutral and, and morally neutral stance to take. All we're doing is encouraging people to vote, so we're fine. It's like, I don't, that's actually not a neutral stance. 
But that's a separate yeah. issue. But there's this separate assumption issue. we're all supposed to assume that more voting is better. Uh, but and that's the that's the stance that's unassailable apparently. Okay, Tatiana Fisk. Hey, Tatiana Fisk. She says hi. hi welcome Tatiana. back and gives us a smile face. Thank you. I I adore that woman. Thank you. She is in chat a lot. I don't know her, but she's in chat a lot. Uh, Pirate Tomsky. Pirate Tomsky says he gives us uh, five pounds, which are just sophisticated dollars. Um, <laughs> Eighteen months ago, I started a gratitude journal where you spend five minutes a day writing down what you're grateful for. Really helps your mental state. I'll bet that's a great idea. Yes, it does. Oh, bet awesome. it, it's, it's so easy. I mean. People who watch the show know my, you've got to guess my psychology many times. It's so easy sometimes to spiral into like, <laughs> like curmudgeonness <laughs> about the world. Yeah. It's, it, that's, that's a great idea. And it's super helpful to, to focus on that. Tax Tara, who is a minion, um, gives us Hi, five bucks Tara. <laughs> and says the real story of Thanksgiving is about the failure of socialism and that private property brings prosperity and lots of food for everyone. <laughs> that's that's probably why they hate it, Tax Tara. <laughs> that's that's a reason to hate it. By the way, uh, I went over the emotional um, outlooks before. Just to be clear, Marxism is built on the the rejection model or like the that the negative model. And I know a lot of people view Marxism as like this utopian thing, but it's built on Hegelian metaphysics. Um, which views people as fodder to be used as the state's um, like chess player, chess pieces in order to appease yeah. the universe, which I know sounds really weird, but it's also based on this idea that any happiness achieved by one person comes at the expense of other people and your existence is dependent on like the proletariat's approval and all this. Like Marxism is not based on the the approval model of no. relations, uh, human relation to the universe. It's 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 based on the rejection model it's it's fueled by resentment yeah um oh more from swiftner maybe this is the end of that other one uh from zero to 30 days residency here we go there's a question associated with this okay is this a good idea on its face or truly constitutional interstate migration seems to be a similar problem to mass u.s immigration on voter base and policy direction well interstate migration is an issue and all you have to do is ask colorado uh, which has been overrun by people from California ruining Colorado's politics. Um, the question, is this a good idea on its face or truly constitutional? I think that's a false dichotomy. It could be a good idea and truly constitutional or a bad idea and unconstitutional. Um, I don't know about the constitutionality of that. I don't think the Constitution says a lot about what the federal government can do with respect to elections or what it can mandate, I, I think that's up to the states. So I would imagine uh, it's, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I, I'm not aware of anything that gives the constitution enough power to dictate how elections are run in states. That doesn't mean that the government won't seize that power and do it anyway, like they do for everything else. Um, personally, I don't know how Carrie feels. Personally, uh, I'm not a fan of universal suffrage generally. So... Uh, you know, I don't think a test, I don't think any sort of test administered by the state in order to vote is a good idea, um, because that will get the wrong people. Like they'll use it against, they'll use it against whomever they want to use it against. So just like using regulations against you. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of like Jim Crow type stuff at all, obviously. Um, so I'm not saying that, but I, I do think I, I am against the idea of 
trying to make voting easy, as easy as possible for people who don't bother to spend any time or energy on it, right? Um, this is one reason I think mail-in ballots for most people is a bad idea. If you can't drag your ass, if you can't bother to register a few months beforehand and then drag your ass to the polls, maybe your opinion shouldn't be taken into account. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we've talked about voting before, so I don't, I don't I've, I've yeah. outlined some ideas there before so we can move on, but that's my, do you have a thought on that one, Carrie, or no? No, I don't. All no. right. All right, let's, uh, Cheeky Mayor. Cheeky Mayor was in the book club discussion yesterday. Oh, hi, Cheeky Mayor. Uh, it was yeah. great to, to see and hear from her in real life. Thanks, Cheeky Mayor. Uh, she says, the first Thanksgiving SJW think is wrong. On October 1863, uh, gratitude for a Union Army victory, President Abe Lincoln announces that the U.S. will celebrate an official Thanksgiving holiday on November 26th, 1863. Oh, so they refer to the 1621 Thanksgiving, but actually it didn't become a national holiday until 1863 is what you're saying. Um, right. Yeah, I think that I think they that's true. Like the, yeah, sense. they don't like the original story anyway, or There's I would nothing argue wrong with the original even, story. It's a I great know, story. The Native Americans like help out Plymouth and like it's a. I sent you that story. a screenshot of this SJW in one of the groups I'm in, this mother who was so upset uh, she was like, the white supremacy has already begun. And I looked at the photo, the link that she was upset about, and it was just a kid's toy being sold with little finger puppets of pilgrims and Indians and turkeys. And that somehow is white supremacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Carrie, everything's white supremacy. So yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down. We have a super another one from Swiftner Braveheart. Thank you. Says, by the way, thank you both for your thoughts on drilling down to principle with others and validating our own. I find policy conversation with lefty friends very frustrating, exhausting, and alienating. Yeah, you're welcome. And I I think policy. This is by the way, as much as people think that I care about, like we're on the show all the time talking about politics a lot lately. Right. Uh, I don't talk about politics much if i can avoid it um yeah it's i it all i think carrie said the same thing within like 30 seconds the discussion is elevated to philosophy really quickly because if you're starting from very disparate places like weird like philosophic premises that are antagonistic towards one another the policy discussion is is moot and actually quite annoying (laughs) yeah you have to drill down pretty quickly i think yeah yeah and often you can get back to a spot if you're drilling down like that. You get to a spot of agreement. Sometimes you can get you don't, but if you get to a spot uh, of agreement, you're actually setting the tone for the conversation of like, oh, okay, now we're starting from a great place. Let's right. so we're friends at the beginning. Let's see where we diverge, which is much yes. different than we disagree. Let's argue about the minutia of the disagreement, right? Yeah, find the um, points of agreement. I like that. Yeah. Uh, a super chat from Roger Haynes, Haynes <clears throat> excuse me, says, uh, Thank you, Roger. grateful I have a job that allows me to work from home. Yeah, especially during COVID. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to be tough for people who can't work or who are, are, are kicked out of work, basically, because of, of COVID. Actually, I'm going to correct myself because I, I corrected my daughter this morning about this. I keep saying because of COVID or COVID sucks. It's not COVID. It's not COVID that sucks. It's the COVID response that sucks. It's yeah. because of the response, not COVID. 
Uh, I need to be more clear with my language and accurate. Tax Tara. Uh, Thank you, Tax Tara. She says she's grateful. I'm grateful I found the best knitting channel ever. <laughs> Tax Tara. I can't believe she said that. I love the knitters. I also like that they they assert ownership over the channel. I think it's fun. Uh, Allison S. Uh, Allison says, grateful to have a nephew arriving via Stork in March. Nice. Whoa, congratulations. Congratulations. That's a yeah. good one. Kids are awesome. I really, I really like kids. Uh, okay. Royal Delirium. You know what's great about kids? Sorry. I'm just going to say kids are, I, I know people are going to argue with this. Kids are supremely rational. They expect the worlds to make sense. They're extremely rational. The only problem is they have like no context of knowledge and and like and they start out with like zero knowledge and zero ability to control their emotions. So like <laughs> they like those things need to be taught, but their brain is just constantly trying to make sense of the world and it's a beautiful thing and and they and they're like open about it. Right? They just like they they that's why they sometimes say things that are like <gasps> Because they, they say things that they're trying to logically connect things. And, you know, sometimes yeah. they, they hit a bomb for adults that are like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Right. But it's just their brain is just they're just trying to be they're trying to make sense out of the world rationally. And it's awesome. Uh, OK. Royal Delirium. Royal Delirium gives us five bucks. Thank you. And says, my baby sister got engaged to a great man this year. I'm grateful she found someone who makes her happy and who cares for the family. Congratulations to you. Awesome. Baby sister. Congratulations. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Uh, the Mighty Balzac, who I'm not sure if, what planet he's from, but the Mighty Balzac says, I lost my house to the uh, Australian bushfires last December. I'm grateful for insurance. Okay. Wow. That's turning a negative into a positive. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm that's sorry you lost your house, but I'm very happy for you that you had insurance. Also grateful for that. And yes. that your insurance covers fires because that's not always true. Um, Yarn Hoarder, Yarn Hoarder, aka Fiber Art Freak, gives us 10 bucks and says, I'm grateful I was born and given life when while an imperfect life, it is perfect for me, along with having a great daughter and husband to share this life with and 43 years of wisdom and experience. That's uh, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cheeky Mare says, family, yeah. community, good job. Oh, sorry. Family, community, job, God, dog, hope, and logical thinking. <laughs> That's Excellent a great list. list. But she's not thankful for commas, Cheeky Mare. Stumbled <laughs> over that one. <laughs> uh, Michael Tanner. It was Tanner. cool having her on the video yesterday. Yeah, she was great. Michael Tanner. Uh, Michael says, I am thankful for my premature son coming home today. Oh, and he is happy and healthy. Oh. Congratulations. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. You know what's, you know what's new, amazing is... New uh, baby. I haven't paid attention to the technology. I hadn't until my friend um, gave me reason to. Uh, but, um, man, compared to, like, when I was a kid, the the technology for for um helping keep preemies alive and healthy and and dealing with with early birth is is really amazing to amazing. me yeah um that's another thing to By be thankful way, for 
Yeah, there's an old cemetery near me. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, you know, graves from the 1800s mm-hmm. and early, very early 1900s. And it's always a, a reminder to me of how far medicine has come when you and how much better it is to be born now than then in, in a lot of ways, because they always have a lot. There's a lot of baby. Yeah, great. There's a lot of those graves with the sheep, the lamb on it, the baby graves. And yep. it just it's a visual reminder of, of like how much harder it was back then if you had any kind of complication or problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now we think of like outliving your child as a tragedy and it is, but it was common. Like, yeah, it happened all the time. You outlived kids all the time uh, because of infant mortality and other problems. So um, it's, yeah. All right. Marie Busky. Thanks. Sorry for bringing it down. (laughs) <laughs> Marie Busky. Hey, Marie. I'm thankful, by the way, for Marie Busky, who sends oh chocolates to my house. Yes. Um, she sends from New Zealand. She she packs them in dry. I'm serious. She packs chocolate in dry ice and mails it to me from New Zealand. Um, yes. My gut is not happy because then I consume chocolate, but my taste buds are ecstatic. And uh, it is <laughs> delicious chocolate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, and by the way, also we've had. Just to acknowledge people, like some people have sent, Marie sent chocolates. We've had people send knitted stuff and ties and shirts and like a, like suspenders. Suspenders. All, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Look, so she, Tatiana sent me a lot of books on the orthodoxy, which I've really loved. Mm. Marie says uh, she's thankful for incredible family, wonderful friends, inspiring colleagues, and the. I, she means the unsafe space community, channel and community, not the U.S., not the United States. I just want to be oh, clear. She's the, and the Unsafe Space Channel and Community, you set me free, helped me grow, and makes me happy every day. Thank you, Marie. Oh, thank you, lady. We're very happy Pretty that lady. you're part of the... Not just because of the chocolates. We're happy that you're part of the community. I like that list. Uh, Don B. Don B. says, I'm grateful for my Savior, for his mercy, his grace, and his faithfulness. I am thankful for an amazing husband and family in the Unsafe Space and the community you, you all are building. Blessed. Thank you. It's a good one. Good list, Don. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Let me know if I've caught up to where you can see Carrie, and I'll let you read. No, some. there's a lot of them. I can't. It's gonna oh, be seriously? a while. I'll oh. let you know when. <laughs> Pirate Tomsky. Pirate Tomsky gives us five pounds and uh, says, "As an atheist, I'm grateful for the infinitesimal opportunity to exist when the odds were stacked against me. The alternative was worse." <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel you, Pirate Tomsky. You know, that's one of those things when, when sometimes when people, I don't, I try not to get into too many arguments about the existence of God because I don't really care about convincing people. But sometimes people really want me to like believe, and they'll be like, "How can how can you look up at the universe and look into the stars and don't don't you feel like doesn't it make you feel horrible that there's nothing else?" And I and I like never understood that because I feel like Pirate Tomsky does. I look up at the universe and I'm like, "Oh my God, what are the odds? It's so cool! Like I'm here." On this earth yes. with a telescope, looking at the stars. What are the odds that I get to experience this? It's amazing. It makes me feel very grateful. So um, thanks for that one, Pirate Tomsky. Dom. Dom gives us five bucks and says, this Hi, gratitude Dom. episode came at the right time for me. I'm grateful to be here with all of you on my 26th birthday. Love you all. Hey, happy birthday, happy Dom. Birthday. Happy You're birthday. You're such a baby. 26. Know, 26. That's awesome. You have so much ahead of you. I love Already it. a wrong thinker at 26. What are you gonna? Yeah. What's gonna happen? 
I got to meet Dom in Milwaukee. Oh, you know that Dom. You cool. met Dom. Cool. Yarn Hoarder, a.k.a. Fiber Art Freak, says, So grateful for Carrie, your heart, your integrity, and love of God is inspiring, and a curmudgeon like Carter, <laughs> who keeps us all logical <laughs> and rational. Thank you, Yarn Hoarder. Thank you. <laughs> uh, by the way, right after that, Trisha says, this is not a super chat, but she says, Carter, you don't have to hide. We can cry with you too. <laughs> I, I, she's saying that because I put the video all on you because you're having like a great moment. So I took oh. myself off video. Um, and yes, I was sobbing off camera. That's what was happening. You can imagine it. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that's what was happening. Uh, let's see. Jeanette. Jeanette gives us 20 bucks. Thank you, Jeanette. And says, I'm grateful for unsafe space, my family, and for surviving non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Ooh. Wow, 30 years ago, with the help of my sweet husband and the healing hands of doctors, guided by God, I'm thankful for so much, it's hard to even express. Uh, That's beautiful. Jeanette, I'm glad you're with us. Awesome, Jeanette. Today, yeah. Um, Let's see. Chavez Chavez. (laughs) Chavez Chavez says, he's grateful for time travel. (laughs) Well, actually, okay. that message, he sent that message from the past, so. That's true. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. Cool. <laughs> I'm grateful also that you could send such a message to us from the past. Thank you, Chavez Chavez. <laughs> Angie Hoffman. Angie Hoffman says, Minnesota's governor just announced a new cell phone app everyone is supposed to download and use for automatic contact tracing. What could go wrong? Uh, well, nothing could possibly go wrong. I don't know why you're a fear monger. I mean, governments have always been benevolent, and um, there's no possible way they could misuse location data about you. I I just don't know. <laughs> okay, so I have to tell you, I was reading about statistics of mm-hmm. um, infidelity that have increased during COVID. Wait, and fidelity? Infidelity. Infidelity has increased. Yes. How? So where do you go? Like you don't go. Okay, anywhere. online. Okay, so this is very interesting. A lot of the the cheater websites, and there's more than one of them, but you go on there to find someone to have an affair with. Uh-huh. They said in the first few days of lockdown, their traffic dipped. You know, because which makes sense because they were like, oh, people are adapting to this new reality, and you know, they're home with their family, and and now their traffic is through the roof. People, worst part of human, you know, the people being their worst selves, um, responding to being at home, be, you know, uh, or maybe to stress from the lockdowns or whatever, but are increasingly seeking out ways to be their worst self or to cheat on their loved one. And their, tra- yeah, their traffic's through the roof. And I also read an article about, I think it was, it was maybe Belgium or Denmark. It was a European country that does, that requires contact tracing. And the article was about how the, the, in response to so many people cheating now that the government has decided they will keep your contacts private, even though they're going to go through and see who you were with based on where your phone was and stuff, they're going to try and make sure they don't inadvertently reveal the Don't worry. Only we will be able to blackmail you. 
Right. Only <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's a depressing thing to talk that about. That is depressing. Do they, are they sure that is it infidelity that's up or are these people who were already cheating, but now have to go online to find their, like maybe they yeah, were already going to bars or whatever. And... The other thing they mentioned is that it might be, um, no, that, it, that it, it might be people just having to find other routes. And actually one of the people they interviewed from one of the cheating websites said, you know, we expect when the lockdowns end in some of these states and countries that our, our new member, um, our increasing new member signups will decline because people will have opportunities at workplaces and stuff. Anyway, I'm, I'm always curious about the negative things that are, are increasing during the lockdowns. And we've talked a lot about, like, mm. we've looked at statistics for depression and suicide and anxiety and um, uh, uh, substance abuse and um, and it, and I had not thought about that. And so I looked it up the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, it's gone up. That's just, but, I, to me, that's just surprising because it feels like, it's not, I guess it's not surprising that people want to do bad things. What's surprising to me is that if you're home all day with your spouse, how do you work that? Like, what do you, like, isn't it logistically oh. difficult now? They, they interviewed people. They interviewed people anonymously who said, you know, I've become a runner. Oh my God. I go on jogs. <clears throat> yeah. Well, thanks for and, that. Anyway, that sorry for the depression. Let's get back. <laughs> yeah. That was great, Carrie. Let's That's get back to Usually my job is to bring us down. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tatiana Fisk will save us. Yes. She says, she gives us 20 bucks and says, I'm grateful for my man for being my literal better half, my boys for being my joy in life, my dad for teaching me about truth when I stole that kitten at age four. Long story. My mom for lovingly being right about it all. That's sweet, Tatiana. That's awesome. She and I've seen pictures of her and her man. They are they make a great couple. I'm glad people are sharing what they're thankful for. By the way, this is great. It's good. I totally would not like. Three days ago, I would not have thought that this is what the episode's going to be like. But I'm I'm super glad that it's it's good and it's timely. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan McLeod, is that the guy from? Uh, there will be only one. Is that him? Uh, or is I that don't Duncan know. something else? <sighs> Highlander? Yeah. Is it Duncan something else or is it Duncan McLeod? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he says, I'm grateful my family isn't woke. Well, that's nice. In this day and age, yes. that's a lot. Uh, also, yes. thank you, uh, Carrie, for sharing Friday Night Tights. I'm sick of woke crap in nerd culture. Oh, oh how much are. fun. Okay, so, you know, I go through different, like, maybe people consume media the way I do. I, I tend to get obsessed with certain shows and watch them ex almost exclusively for a while and then move on to another one and then sometimes come back to that. Anyway, lately I'm obsessed with Nerdrotic and Friday Night Tights and also with uh, the comics division uh, channel. Those are, those are two I've been watching lately. It's fun to watch these guys talk about wokeness and pop culture and, and they have a good time doing it. It feels like hanging out with friends, just watching it. It's cool. <clears throat> Uh, B. Allen. B. Allen gives us a super chat and just says, thanks. Thank and, you, B. Allen. And there's a cup of coffee, I think, or tea or whatever. Hot coffee-looking drink you want it to be. I can't believe I haven't caught up to you, Carrie. Uh, Swiftner Braveheart. Uh, another super chat from Swiftner Braveheart. Thanks, Swiftner. It's a lot of super chats today. I'm grateful for platforms like Unsafe Space, Tim Cast, Matt Christensen, etc. I like Matt Christensen. Uh, it's refreshingly hopeful to have company 
sane dialogue and even disagreement in this time of unhinged mass isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I appreciate about Tim Cast and Matt Christensen both as well. Um, I don't see a lot of, uh, you know, kicking people out for <laughs> disagreeing. Um, Dan Trainer, Thank you, Dan. Dan says, I'm grateful for my family, friends, health, God, and country. Bless you all for sharing. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I love this list. Yeah, this is, this is cool. Hey, there she is, little ragamuffin. I'm glad she's here for this one. Uh, I'm thankful for all the work the two of you do. You guys kick ass and also freedom. Little, I'm yeah. thankful that little ragamuffin always adds and also freedom to, I think, every single super chat she's ever given. You know why? Because a while back I called her, and this is true about her. She is the William Wallace right. <laughs> of the uh, sewist community. It's, it's called the sewist. Yeah. It's not the sewing community. It's the sewist community. Or the sewing community. Oh. But I've learned that they're called sewists. sewists. I thought they were seamstresses. And no? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. Two-way <laughs> uh, self-defense law. Two-way self-defense law says, I'm thankful that my wife has low standards. I think you mean in men, <laughs> not and men. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go with low standards in men, not because we're trying to disparage you to a self-defense law, but because the other one would be more disparaging. So uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for the laugh. <laughs> uh, Stephen Blackheath. Stephen Stevens. Oh, hey, Stephen. Stephen's uh, been around for a while. I'm grateful for the cathedral's loss of control over information flow. Yeah. And for my cat, Mr. Baxter. Well, I don't know about your cat, but I totally share your gratefulness for the cathedral's loss of uh, flow of information. And um, look, at some point, guys, we are going to get, eventually we'll lose YouTube. We will eventually get banned from YouTube. Um, but, uh, and we are, you know, we are, we're not ignorant of the fact that we need alternatives and we are thinking and looking in that direction and figuring out the right thing to do for us. But um, even once we get banned from YouTube, they can't stop us. Like, we still have, a like, they can make it harder for us, uh, but there's still the internet. They're not going to be able to stop us. We can still, and and even if people like Tim Pool or Matt Christensen or some of the other people that you've, you guys have mentioned, even if they get banned from these channels, uh, we are in a world in which stopping the flow of information completely is quite difficult. It's, it's quite difficult. difficult. So, um, I mean, China does a pretty good job, but even China, everyone, I mean, every time my wife goes to China, she's like updating her little VPN stuff because everyone just VPNs out <laughs> right past the China firewall to do whatever yeah. they need to do. So even China, it's not super easy. Steven, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to learn your cat's name, Mr. Baxter. I like it. <laughs> Kent or new for Chuck. Thanks, Kent. Hi, Kent. Kent says, grateful for 10 and a half years sober. Wow, congratulations. Wife and two kids. Discovered that sobriety was my key to reaching my intellectual potential. You two helped a lot. Well, thank you, Kent, for sharing. Um, I will say I haven't, I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't been through like a sobriety program or anything like that. I, I do occasionally uh, drink, but I, I've no, even I've noticed like if I go, a few days in a row of drinking 
I don't feel as sharp. I don't feel as good about life. I don't feel as energetic. Like, it's just, I'm not saying never drink anyone. Like, if people want to have a drink once in a while, that's fine. But I totally get it. I think, uh, I, I think it's a good well, thing uh, to try. Try to not try not drinking if you haven't thought about it. <laughs> like if if you if you think you have to be drinking, try not drinking. Uh, quite. And Kent, quite I just nice. will say thank you. I it's really inspiring to me to hear of people who've had have you know ten and a half years of sobriety. That's amazing. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Uh, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Says I am grateful. I found your channel. Thank you. We're grateful you're here. Speak your mind. Awesome. I still haven't caught up to you, huh, Carrie? Pirate Tomsky. No, you got to come on. Pirate Tomsky give us five pounds and says, I love the questions kids ask when they keep asking why it makes you try to make sense of your thoughts and they make you challenge yourself. Pirate Tomsky, thank you for that super chat. I'm going to share a story I know I've already shared, but it was probably a year ago at this point, right? When I, you know, when I had my daughter, um, I, I laid myself out a few rules for like what to do in terms of parenting, and I'm not going to go all the rule, over all the rules, but one of the rules was uh, I will never say because I said so. I will always, like, if she has why, if she asks why, I will always earnestly try and answer and be honest about the answer. It's never because I said so. Um, and, man, the discussions that you can get in, even with a five-year-old, <laughs> like, they might not be very challenged, but they're challenging you. Maybe they are challenged, but like sometimes, you know, they can ask why. Why is the bus yellow? And you and you, you end up, you end up not knowing answers about like wavelengths of light and the impact on <laughs> psychologically. It's like, oh, you know, like there's stuff that sometimes things get really complicated really quickly. And one of my favorite things about kids asking why, and another reason I love kids is sometimes you don't have a good answer, and those are great times for you to go, I don't know. And then to go figure out if the thing that you're saying or asking them to do or whatever is actually what needs to be done or isn't correct. Because if you don't know why, that's actually a red flag. That's on you. That's not on the kid. That's on you to not know why. Um, and maybe, just maybe, you're wrong about that. Uh, so I found it, I find it challenging. I love it. I love how kids challenge like that. I think it's beautiful. Um, Sandykins, Sandykins57. Hey, Sandykins. She gives us Swedish coin. Not Swedish coin. Uh, is it Swedish? Is she in Sweden? I think she's in Sweden. S-E-K. Is that Swedish? I think. I'm grateful that my husband puts up with my wool obsession, knowing that I will keep us warm during the apocalypse. <laughs> and he loves to cook, <laughs> keeping me fed. Well, if I'm right and it is Sweden, you do need wool. Because the Swedish apocalypse will be cold. Thank you, Sandykins. Drunken, and delicious. <laughs> yeah. Drunken Mohel. Mohel? I'm not sure how I would pronounce that. Uh, says, this one. I'm after the other one that matches this one. Hmm. Uh, oh. Okay. There's another chat we're supposed to find. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that's what that is. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm after the other one that matches this one. Hold on. Yeah, I didn't I'm... see one before it, though. I looked. Oh, you I did? could see that one. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, you're almost caught up to me. Let's just go a little faster. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Deckard, I think, is the next one. Here we I go. Hope, I hope I didn't I skip I have anyone. This one. Okay, go ahead. Matt Deckard. 
Thank you, Matt Decker. He says, thankful that we can see through and share with other people. They are not going crazy. The media really is censored. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Thank you, sir. I also like, I like his avatar. Um, Okay, next one. Denise Franson, is that the next one? Uh, That's the one I see, yeah. Denise, thank you, Denise. Denise says, I'm grateful for my amazing husband. We eloped on Facebook Live March 20th, 2020 (laughs) due to lockdown. Not the original plan, but it was amazing. Best year for us. That's That's awesome. awesome. (laughs) That you went ahead and, yeah, you were like, I'm just going to adapt. Turn a negative into a positive. Just go ahead with it. I know a lot of the people who had postponed their weddings are starting to just go ahead and have them. Yeah. Um, okay. Rib Rogue, Rib Rucka. Thank you, Rib. Rib gives us 15 bucks and says, I'm grateful to find unsafe space after doing one of my occasional cringe searches for Robin D'Angelo. Thanks, creepy lady. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that that's how you found us, but cool. Yeah, it's, we did a whole episode about White Fragility and, and Robin D'Angelo. It's kind of old now. We did it before all this hit the mainstream. You guys can find that if you're interested. That's awesome. Okay, the Dogmatic Muse. The Dogmatic Muse gives us 10 bucks and says, I'm thankful for life, the good, bad, ugly, you too, and the adventure. I lost my home to fire. It's another person. I lost my home to fire and Carter. I lost my wife and father within three months in Ouch. 2016. You don't know what you've lost until it's gone. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, wow. that's tough. Um, that is, that is, yeah. I, you don't yeah. know what you've lost until it's gone. I think he's also referencing your um, stoicism. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Example. And that's really what I mean. I'm not trying to be morbid about the stoicism, but yeah. Yeah. Hermit Thrush. Thank you. Hermit Thrush uh, says happy Thanksgiving to both of you and your families. This money may only be spent on non-IPA beer. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be spent on non-alcoholic beer for Carrie? Is that okay? I assume. Yeah. They have some al- non-alcoholic beers. Odules. That's one of yeah. them. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, okay. Pirate Tomsky. Again, thank you, Pirate Tomsky. He says, I've watched a few nerdrotic live streams since your appearance, Carrie, and they're still talking about you. Definitely made a good impression. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've watched a few too. And um, like I said, if you guys haven't checked them out and you, if you like pop culture and you're concerned about wokeness in pop culture, they make talking about it fun. Like they make it really fun. Okay. Uh, I see text here next. I don't see... Tax Tara, I'm grateful for my life and my family. I am grateful for truth and that my mind is free and for a husband who knows how to do stuff and had foresight to push us to prepare for our challenging times. That's awesome. And that your mind is free. Yes. Mm. We've had a lot of these today. I was going to try to read some of the ones that are not super chats, but there's been so many of these. Are we caught up yet? Nope. Jeremy Drake is next. Oh, Do you see that okay. one? Jeremy Drake says, I'm grateful for God, my wife, my family, and so much more. Also, shows like this that help keep me sane and grounded in the truth in this sea of craziness. Thank you. I love it. Helena Black. Okay. I'm grateful for every moment I spend with the people I love. Yeah, my Wi-Fi might be getting slow, though. 
Oh, um, it says uh, I'm grateful. Helena. You got it. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, we hear you, Carrie. Can you read it? Okay. Carrie says I'm, I'm grateful, grateful for every moment I spend with the people I love. For God, this country, and the people who've laid down their lives to protect it slash us. I'm also grateful for finding this lovely group of people and my cats. <laughs> Thank you, Helena. Carrie, we can hear you. I might be freezing up for you, but you haven't frozen up at all. We can totally hear you. So if you can hear me, you can keep going. Do you want to do Sandykins or no? And now she's frozen. We are grateful for <laughs> Skype. <laughs> uh, Sandykin. Sandykin says... Swedish crowns, so she is in Sweden. All right. I have to figure out how to answer the phone here for Carrie, so hold on for a second, guys. Carrie, I think, is back. Carrie? She's back. Can you hear me? There she is. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I have bad internet. Are we caught up? Uh, I think so, but let me just double-check. Sandy confirmed that she is indeed in Sweden. Uh, that's what I thought, but sometimes, you know what? I, I as my memory starts to, I, actually, my memory was never good, so I'm not going to pretend it's gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> I just, I always questioned myself when I wanted to say she was in Sweden, and then I was like, I don't know, what if I'm totally wrong? Uh, Zato, did you see Zato's? No, you do it. Um. Zato says, I'm thankful that mental illness or depression has become less stigmatized. Thankful for these great discussions slash unsafe community, doggos, Juno, and spirit. Thank you, Zato. Um, Mr. Fu. Mr. Fu says, really feels like tide is turning with people's views on lockdowns. David Chang is going off on Newsom. I did not see that. Um, but I did see... I think it was someone that I think it was someone in unsafe space on our Discord. Um, maybe was it you, Carrie? No, someone someone sent a maybe it was Chris. Someone sent a congressperson's uh, a congressman's <laughs> speech about Gavin Newsom, and he I, it was basically congratulatory or thankful, and he was like, "Thank you for showing people what they should be doing, which is using their own, making up their own minds about whether they should go to." like dinner at French laundry or whatever and, and ignoring government <laughs> mandates. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so he was being do thankful as, for Gavin Newsom. Even Gavin Newsom wanted I, to be thankful for it. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, do you see the real okay. monkey rogue? Uh, no, you do it. Uh, this one says, Carrie, get some Kool-Aid girl. They keep saying we're drinking it. Just thankful. I survived the coof with autoimmune disability. Cool. What's the coof? I don't know. I don't know. Helena Black. Helena Black says... Uh, I see this. Okay. Uh, she says, for Rock Duck, who says, I found your channel from Friday Night Tights, and I'm loving the two-hour movies better than Hollywoke. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a, Look, and one of the things they've been talking about recently, which I think is cool, is this whole idea of creating our own stories and stuff, and um, it seems that there are a lot of people in the comic book world who are creating their own alternative comics now that are pushing back against woke. The one challenge is going to be, you know, how do you produce movies that are anti-woke? A lot of the independent yeah. filmmakers is, are going to have, you know, there's a whole, there's a gap in the market out there 
I think for independent filmmakers to start making movies that, that are not, that are absent, that, that are missing the wokeness, you know? Yeah. Um, the nice thing is that like the cost of producing movies has gone down dramatically. Um, so you can get away, right. but there's still, but it's still a huge endeavor. So it right. still requires a lot of coordination, um, and expense. Uh, the COOF okay, is Nerdtronic substitute almost... for COVID, by the way, it says. Oh, okay. I haven't been there long N enough nerdrotic, to know that. Not Thank you. Nerdrotic substitute nerdrotic. for COVID. You guys have a lot to learn, LOL. Can't say certain <laughs> words for max monetization. Oh, I see. If we say COVID, we won't get monetized. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, I don't want a sensor running in my head. So I have not bothered to try and not say words for YouTube. If they're going to censor us and reduce monetization, it's going to happen. I think the show is better off if Carrie and I don't have a sensor running in our heads constantly because that's what they want. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I know some I know some YouTubers who keep aware of the list of things and make sure they don't mention those things so they don't get demonetized. And I just it's a, I, I totally respect their um, choice to do that. I just can't I can't do it anyway. I can't keep up. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, why I, bother? It's fine. Yep. Why bother? Go ahead. Why bother says I'm thankful for being deep in the introversion scale, so the lockdowns are feeling like a blessing for me rather than a burden. Oh, that's a good way. Again, <laughs> you know, turning a negative into positive. Why bother? You and I are very similar. <laughs> the lockdown thing happened, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't really voluntarily okay. go out anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think we are caught yeah. up. I think we are I caught up. I was gonna try and I was gonna try and read some of the ones that are not. Super chats, but again, we've had so many comments today. Um, we have, we have. I oh, saw somebody said, somebody chat. said, Spock's mom said, I'm great, something about I'm grateful that uh, Carter it doesn't have to put as much in the swear jar as he used to. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying, I am trying. Here's what I believe about swears I think swears, and I'm, I'm indicting myself when I say this, so don't get offended if you swear a lot, because I swear a lot. Swears are just lazy. Um, they're lazy adjectives to throw in, and sometimes sometimes they're useful. Sometimes they're good for underscoring a point, but only if they're used sparingly. And sometimes I'm just upset about something, and because I'm upset, my rational mind, I don't have as much access to the vocabulary that I should have because I'm too emotional. And so, you know, F-words come out instead of actual descriptive language. One thing I really like about the British, just to be, you know, to throw a stereotype out there and piss everyone off. Uh, one thing I really like, sometimes the British have really good creative insults that are not swears. Um, so they do. Uh, we, I, okay. for some reason we left those across the pond when we migrated over here. And yeah. Um, so here's another one that is not a super chat, but I wanted to read out Azor. Okay. Hi, Azor. Azor says, I'm grateful for the relationship I have with my family now. I owe a lot of that to my beautiful girlfriend. That's Aww. cool. Maldred, uh, there's a super chat from Maldred I'd like to read. Okay. Maldred gives us 10 bucks and says, and by the way, Maldred is Manny. I don't think I'm giving anything away because his picture's right here. So if you watch the book club, it's pretty obvious. Oh, hi, Manny. Uh, <laughs> Maldred is Manny from book club. Manny says, very grateful for my family and friends, health, freedom, and the ability to continuously learn. Also very grateful for finding unsafe space. You are all awesome. Thank you, Manny, and thank you for joining book club regularly. I and love it when Manny's in book club. Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's another one. This is not a super chat. This is from Beverly. 
says, I'm grateful that my dad knows a lot about a lot. So he had a lot of answers to questions like that. Wavelengths, light, et cetera, from me growing up. I Beverly's dad is awesome. Uh, from I have never met him, but she talks about her dad. Uh, yeah, I think her dad's... Uh, her dad, you should have your her dad in the compound for the apocalypse. I'm pretty sure he would be a good asset. He would be a good addition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I think uh, we're I think we finally are caught up on Super Chat. Right. I just want to see if there's any others I can catch that uh, were grateful things. We moved so fast today. We did move fast. <clears throat> I think that's it. Okay. <sighs> I, there was a few other things we could have talked about today, but I want to end on like a positive, thankful yeah, note today, Yeah, that's what Carrie. this episode was about. Okay, wait, here's one more. Okay. Tim. Tim says, I got my gratitude from my mother, who always used to say, count your blessings, Tim. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> Beverly says, her dad will be there, maybe. He prefers to be alone in the woods. I get it. That's why he's a good asset. Uh <laughs> that's why he's a good asset because he prefers to be alone in the woods and he can be alone in the woods uh but one uh, more uh this is from also from azor says i'm grateful for justice alito <laughs> and i think oh here we go pirate tomsky says i'm grateful for giving the middle finger to censors <laughs> uh i think i'm done yeah, I, I just the censor thing. I just I I get that people want to do it. Uh, I I just um. That's not a line I want to cross. I don't want I want to cross the line where like I've I've decided that someone else can control what well, my language. Like that's not that's not okay. And if it means it costs us some money. Uh, yeah. Okay, one, here's, okay. this is a good one. This is not a super chat. This is just, uh, let's see, this is from Daniel Keene. Hi, Daniel. Daniel says, I'm grateful for COVID revealing to me just how dysfunctional the relationship with my girlfriend is. It's going to make the next relationship better. Wow, that's a positive that spin. That is a very positive spin on yeah. something that would be easy just to look at as a negative. Yeah, yeah. Hermit Rush says, uh, gives us a super chat and says, quote from an old Catholic I know, you're either going to be humbly grateful or grumbly hateful. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, and then here's one from Spock's mom. This is not a super chat, but she says, I am grateful for the Supreme Court distribution of Judges Friday. I don't know what she's referring to. I guess she just means like the new makeup of the court. Oh, on Friday? Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't know. But she said Friday. I don't know if something happened that I missed. Maybe. Oh, I see. Maybe something happened that I missed. Look, everyone. Uh, even if you are in a state like California, where as small as our Thanksgiving celebration will be, it will be illegal. Illegal. It'll be illegal because we're not eating outside. Uh, and we'll have more than one household, not outside. So we're, it's definitely going to be illegal. Uh, even if you're in a, a state where you you have to do illegal things to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. 
Can you put up this yeah. meme that I just sent you? We Uh-oh. can end on a funny note. Okay, okay. And also, real quick, somebody in the chat wants to know what book on cultural, the Chinese cultural revolution you're reading was. And they, oh. they put it in the form of a grateful thing. So I'd read it. They said, I'm grateful for Carter reminding us what book he was reading about the Chinese cultural Actually, revolution. If I will put up, here's what we'll do. It's in the other room, but I'm willing to run out and get it uh, and come back. But uh, I'll do that while I'll put the meme that you want up on the screen. And you yes. are responsible for talking about the meme. And I will go do that. So hold on for a second. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So here's the meme and I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> Somebody I think knew this, just knew this was going to be a Gavin Newsom meme. This is, this was really funny to me. I, I just love, it's an image for anyone listening on the listening version. This is an image of a Thanksgiving meal. And behind the table, behind the meal, you, there's a window with Gavin Newsom looking in. Uh, so we just wanted to give you a laugh to go out on. Um, I will read. Oh, there was one more that just came in. Uh, thank you. Let's see. This is from Sunny Man. Gave us a super chat and says, I'm grateful when I was at my darkest time since it helped make me a stronger person. I appreciate you guys, even though I'm new to this channel. Well, we appreciate you, too. And that was one of the things that's what that's one of the things that uh, I find most interesting to figure out how to be grateful about are the dark times, the dark times, because you have to be, I know it's again, it's a cliche. And because we were doing this gratefulness episode and uh, sometimes people have a fear, like Carter said earlier, like I'm afraid of being cheesy or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like it's, you should be cheesy. I am afraid of being cheesy. I'll admit that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and it's a cliche and it might sound cheesy, but without those dark times, I had a friend who told me several years ago, there are some lessons that you can only learn from bad teachers or, and you can think of a bad teacher as a person or a situation or a struggle or a trial or whatever. And that's true. You can't learn those through good teachers, through good people and good situations and good times. You have to learn them through the hard ones. So yeah, I appreciate that sentiment. Well, to answer the, uh, disguised question in super chat <laughs> the book that i read is called mao's last revolution um it's by roderick uh mcfarker mcfarker and michael Schonholz. um it is uh there's another one that was recommended to me by dr gary morrison who's the guy that i talked uh i interviewed recently about the russian revolution mm-hmm. um there's another one that he recommended which i'm going to look at as well uh, but he he also recommended this one. He likes this one too. This one is, I will say, if you don't know anything about the Cultural Revolution's timeline, it will be difficult to follow because it is um, it's written under the assumption that you kind of know the main players and kind of know the timeline of what was going on in China, and it's filling in a lot of details about what was going on. Uh, similar to how we talked about the book yesterday where people were saying, I don't think this book was written for us. Like it was the Max Malumfall book was, was lots of details about the Middle East. And some people were saying, like, I wish the timeline was clearer. This also, uh, although it's kind of chronological from chapter to chapter or maybe section to section or whatever, it's generally, it's, 
it is a little bit difficult to follow the timeline. So um, I'm going to read the other one that um, that Dr. Morrison. I don't remember the name of that one, but when I find it, I'll I'll tell you guys. I, I'm, I meant to look it up yesterday and I didn't. I'm going to read the other one as well. But uh, but this was a great book, and I went in not knowing anything about the timeline. So you can read it without knowing the timeline. It's just there's a lot of you have to have, like keep a lot of intellectual crow there's like a lot of context you got to remember and be like who is that person and I, I found myself a lot going back and being like wait who is that person and who is that person and now that i've read it if i were to read it again i know who the main players are so i would know who to pay attention to and who to dismiss when their names come up but at the time i was like i do i have to remember yao wen yuan turns out i did but i didn't know but it's like he was just some guy to be like stuff like that i didn't know um so uh but I, I like the book, and I, I am on a personal crusade to learn more about uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution and actually the rise of communism in China, as well as the Russian Revolution, because, um, you know, history repeats. The, the uniforms change, but everything else remains the same. The, the yeah. uniforms and the jargon change, but everything else seems everything to remain the same. the same. So I kind of want to pay attention to what's happened elsewhere. Uh, so I will, I will let you know the, other, the name of the other book. Uh, as soon as I figure that out too. So. And one last one. This is not a super chat, but a comment from Rebecca says, I'm grateful I made it. Grateful you made it too. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, I'm grateful that I made it through a whole episode without having to take a short break. And that <laughs> means I really have to go That now. means Carrie's going to say, I'll talk to you in 10 minutes afterwards. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, uh, Carter. On that note. Uh, yeah, on that note, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you're watching Unsafe Spaces. This is one of the live shows we do, Confetti Break, on Monday and Friday. We uh, have already picked the next book club book. It's going to be The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heine Ho. Heinlein. Heinlein. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys can join us for that if you want. And, um, and don't forget to like and subscribe if you liked it or dislike, whatever. We'll see you later. Have a, have a happy week. Thanksgiving. Have a Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We are going to be around on Friday. I don't know if we're releasing anything between now and Friday, but we might. I'm not sure. But we are going to be around on Friday for Kofefi break, even though it's, quote, Thanksgiving holiday. So, yeah. Yes. Have a great Thanksgiving, and everyone. Thank you for humoring us and letting us do a positive show and talk about gratitude. Those yeah. of you who stuck No, it's good. I needed yeah. this. I'm tired of being a curmudgeon. Even yeah. I can't be a curmudgeon all the time. So, I yeah. uh, appreciate it. Cool. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Take care. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. 
please report any sightings to your local trust and safety officer. Did you know that 97.6% of matter in the universe is composed of microaggressions? If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Here's a fun fact, smiling is now admissible in court as evidence of colonial oppression. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.